And well, let's bring in Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Training Academy, to talk financials. He's joining us this morning because, Scott, welcome. The euro is attracting a lot of attention. Good morning to you. Uh, back below parity. We're talking uh, down to 99.16, it looks like, in the overnight session as uh, surging energy prices are pushing Europe closer to a recession. Yeah, that's where the focus really is. In, in the news coming out of Russia that, you know, they're going to halt the pipeline for, what, another uh, three days mm -hmm. or at, at the end of the month. So it, it's really all about... Uh, in the impending winter, what's going to happen with energy prices there and and all of the concerns across Europe because of that. So, you know, you're seeing the euro down below parity. You're seeing um, the British pound is, is at a low, I think, of, of the last three years or so. It is uh, it's getting ugly. It, it has been ugly and it's getting uglier. Let's say that, you know, really uh, kind of. Uh creates a situation and you can see a reflection of this in terms of the currencies which are coming off and i'll pull the british pound up in a second but to your point both have weakened recently and into new lows um but you know it, it just sort of speaks to the uh difficult situation that this puts central bankers in europe whether you're talking the boe or the ecb ultimately compared to the fomc we're kind of seen to be on a certain path right now but uh, this you know energy crisis right now that europe's dealing with sort of has in between a bit of a rock and a hard place no doubt about it. And, you know, they're, they're in, let's call it what it is. They're in a recession. I think we're in a recession also, but they're in a recession, yet they're finding themselves having to, to still raise rates. They're dealing with an energy crisis. So, yeah, it is a mess. Uh, what our Fed is going through right now seems to be a cakewalk compared to yeah. what central bankers, yeah. like you just said, are going through in the, in the Eurozone. We're showing the British pound here right now, Scott. But, hey, I mean, to that point, you've got other currencies which are coming off as well. The Japanese yen weakening yeah. as of recent. I mean, even our neighbors to the north, the Canadian dollar has been coming off. It's been weakening also. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, Ben, we have this discussion often. Is it the tail wagging the dog yeah. Or, yeah. or what is it? Is it the dollar is the best of all of the currencies out there or the least worst of all the currencies out there and is the Fed in that same position. So I think what you're seeing is this resurgence in the dollar here, which actually is very surprising to me. I mean, we last week we were talking about, or at least I talked about this range of maybe, you know, 104, half 105 up to the 108. We've broken through that now uh, near that 20 year high. So uh, it's a risk-off environment again, and the dollar seems to be the asset that everybody is running to. So that is adding pressure to every other major currency in the world. Yeah, whether it's the tail that's wagging it or not, uh, that dog, again, is barking, to say the least here, as it has been back sure. up and through 109. But, you know, Scott, to that point, when you're trying to figure it out, sometimes I look at rates to, to help sort of tip the scales one way or the other. If it's the tail that's wagging the dog, obviously you're looking for kind of more representation of that in terms of the euro currency, the yen, the British pound, the Canadian dollar, those currencies that make up that basket uh, of currencies that represent the dollar index or that inverse correlation to the dollar index. But when you see rates on the rise in terms of what we've seen as well, the TNX inching higher, I mean, you've kind of got two factors at play, that tail that's wagging yep. the dog, but that dog's running also. I mean, it's chasing the ball, so to say, as the TNX works its way and that ball bounces back to 3%. And that 3% number is, is, is a big psychological number. Um, you know, we, we were hovering, what, 260, 270 for quite a while here. 3% almost seemed like, you know, okay, that's gone. We, we hit it a month ago, two yeah. months ago. It's gone. Now we're there again. And that's yeah. a number that concerns people. I think that's a number that concerns the Fed as well, because um, 
that that's a number that we focus on. We know that 10 year is really the benchmark, what we look at for all sorts of borrowing costs, mortgage rates, and that 3% number is scary. It is, it is a number that in the past has elicited, you know, some fear into the marketplace. So, um, you know, for the overall market, I'd like to see that number come off a little bit here. I'd like to see 270, 280 again. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I think the overall market is going to stay under pressure if we see that 10-year above 3%. Uh, um, under pressure, uh, obviously less so as long as we remain within a range, though. But if we were to get some sort of a breakout, something uh, aggressive to the upside, even more so. No doubt about it. I mean, listen, we're not at the you know 350 level or right. so that we right. were at, on those highs mm -hmm. we saw just a, you know a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. But still, uh, the the trend to the upside here is is. It is very concerning. That's a good adjective. Okay. Maybe more supportive of bear market type environment in terms of the indices here, Scott. So you said you think Europe's in a recession. You think we're in a recession right now. I guess I'm wondering if we see uh, that curve start to contract a little bit, right? We had watched it kind of invert ultimately. Does that mean, again, that that recession's uh, less entrenched and we kind of remain in the recession or it's a more of a softish kind of recession or a softish kind of landing ultimately? Does that support that narrative or is it just point blank we are ultimately, and it's a matter of how long now. I, I think point blank, we are. And even before we got the inversion of the uh, of the two and ten, okay. even before we got that, I felt like we were in recession. And, and so, you know, we got up to what, 40, 42 was, was the widest. Maybe it was 45. Now it's down to the 30-ish area, which, you know, that, that certainly helps maybe ease the thoughts of a recession here. But I think if you go beyond the inversion, that we're seeing here, all signs certainly point to the fact that we are. Uh, if we get maybe back down to, you know, a little bit closer to parity where the two and the 10 are right in line with one another, maybe that helps, uh, you know, ease some fears, but I don't think that's gonna change the Fed's direction whatsoever. You know, Scott, in terms of uh, uh, stocks and, well, as this debate continues as far as whether we're in a recession or not, in many ways, that's not necessarily a bad thing for stocks over the longer term. History has shown that. Um, but I guess as I look at Bitcoin, maybe that's not and maybe it's a reflection of what we're seeing right now, how stocks, again, you have that ultimately that backdrop, you have earnings, you have something a little bit more tangible in theory. But Bitcoin, if we're in a recession right now and if there's going to be that that real kind of consolidation in terms of exposure, ultimately, Bitcoin could suffer the most in theory. I think what's really interesting to me is over the last you know few weeks before the sell off over the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks when we got risk on mm -hmm. in the marketplace here, where did you mean off the June go? lows in the indices all the way up to forty three hundred in the ES? Yeah, where okay. where did that risk on go to? It it went to back to to big growth stocks. Yeah, it went to the meme stocks for yeah. a while. You know, which we hadn't seen that in in quite a while. It didn't really go to the crypto market. Sure, we saw Bitcoin, you know, hit 25 for for you know a flash in the pan here, but it really didn't go back into the crypto market. And and so I think that's a very telling sign. I'd agree. I've been pointing out how the ES back to 4,300, back to the May highs. When you look at Bitcoin, uh, the May highs were up around 40,000. We're trading 21, 20. Well, we were around 25 at the time. But uh, I mean, I think that's important to to note a significant divergence at the very least. Scott, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us here and sharing part of your Thanks, Tuesday ben. with us. Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, helping us break it down in terms of financials and this big move in the euro currency.